jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. Design for Living with Lisa Mehta on jasoncharles.net. Going through some changes. Going through some changes. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Mehta on Design for Living on jasoncharles.net. Welcome to episode five. Wow, today's word is fear. And this was a really, really popular topic. So actually, you're going to want to stay tuned for the Ask Lisa section because it's going to be a special extended edition. I got so many amazing questions on fear and I really want to honor them and answer them all. And I think they're so helpful. So as you know, if you've been following my episodes, I pick a word for each episode because I am a really strong believer that how we communicate and the words that we use are super important. They have so much power in what we are creating in our life. And so my mission is to support you to be the creator of your life, one word at a time, one thought at a time, and one breath at a time. So whether you realize it or not, your words are a direct relationship to the results that you're having in your life. So on fear, we're going to talk a little bit about what I think fear is, of course, the dictionary definition, and really how I started to make fear my guide in life to learn how to see fear as the thing that's like the flashlight, turning fear into your guide. So... Let's dive into this dictionary definition. I always like to start there because we are inundated with certain things that the world and society tell us what to think about things. And I'd like to empower you to come up with your own definition. But this is maybe where we all start. So the definition in the dictionary says that fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous that it's likely to cause pain or be a threat. Mm, Unpleasant. I think we all associate fear with unpleasant. And let's look at another definition. A feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or the safety and well-being of someone. So yeah, let's take two of those words that are really popping out at me. Unpleasant and anxiety. So we're all kind of taking this definition of fear being this unpleasant thing, this emotion that we probably don't want, right? And anxiety, well, I always think that fear, anxiety, and worry, they're all like cousins to each other. They all live in the future. So of course, a feeling of anxiety means that you are thinking about something that may happen, but it also may not. And I personally don't love these definitions, (laughs) not gonna lie, because the more you can realize that every emotion is a messenger, that we have an emotional portfolio and the way to wholeness is to embrace, accept and develop a relationship with all of these parts of us, which is why we really take on one word at a time. Each word, every episode has so much to offer us in the sense of, well, what could a different definition of this word, fear, or any other word be? How can I develop my own relationship with it? So I don't know if you've heard this, but fear, I heard this one, stands for 
false evidence appearing real. Well, I love that because fear is the anticipation and the creation of something that may or may not happen. So it's the false evidence of something that may be appearing real. So I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes. I think this is a perfect time to drop a quote here. Okay, this is Bob Proctor, who, if you know me, he's he's my man. Bob Proctor has been a guru who talks so much about thoughts create things and that you are creating your reality with your mind. And this quote is my favorite quote and was mind-blowing at the time I heard it. And it is, fear and faith both demand you to believe in something you cannot see. So you choose. All right, let's break that down. Fear and faith. Both of those things, you have no idea. It's future casting. So you have a choice to move through life with the energy and the lens of fear or to move through life with the energy and lens of faith. Because none of us really know how things are going to go. But I can tell you the energy in which you show up in your life can definitely affect the outcome and the results that you're getting. And this is kind of how I, I really define fear in my life as fear as my guide, okay? I started to realize why fear is the bad guy is because we all come from this definition that fear is this horrible feeling. Because, you know, I guess in some ways we do experience it as a vibration. We can feel it, it can be very intense. But what if we were to see that actually fear is the gatekeeper to our next level? What if fear has a job in our life? where it is there to make you question the moment. Are you really ready to grow? Are you really ready to push through to the next level? So I just love this idea as each emotion being a messenger. So if fear is the gatekeeper to your next level, then developing a relationship with fear in the sense of, okay, I'm afraid, I have a choice. Am I going to move through this and have faith in what's next? Or am I going to let fear hold me back from growing? And I can remember a really distinct time in my life where I was afraid of failure. And I remember feeling, you know, perfectionism was at its height in my life and things just were taking me down. You know, fear was really not a messenger in a good way. It was holding me back. And I remember this moment where I started to pivot and fear became actually my fear of success after that. And that is actually what led me to have this new definition, fear as my guide. I went from afraid of failure, then I went to a fear of success, then I was able to use fear as my guide. Fear is kind of like a flashlight. It's there to show you where to go next. So fear is not something to fear. Fear is actually giving you information. And I think really in life, if we can start to move through having a co-creation with the environment around us and looking at everything as information gathering, we can begin to have a more neutral stance 
And our emotions are not something that we are, but they're something that we move through. Just like fear, it's not permanent. It comes in and it goes out. And we find wholeness when we embrace all of us, when we allow each emotion to come in and go out as needed without attaching to it. So I will say that there is a spectrum of fear. There are the smaller fears that you can move through quite quickly. They don't hold you back. They are there and you might have had a lot of practice with them and so you can move through them. Then there's this big fear. It's called the terror barrier. It shows up when you literally are about to question your whole identity. A fear of really changing who you are and making this huge fear mean so much about you. I've personally just went through one of these terror barrier things and I, I really felt like I was gonna die. <laughs> like it, they, they, they feel that intense. The thing is, there was a moment I realized the only way to it is gonna be through it. And I had to do it. I knew it was the gateway to my next level. And I did it. And I can tell you it was the best thing I had ever, ever done because everything has its equal and opposite. So the level of fear that you might feel will have the same level of satisfaction if you give yourself the opportunity to move through it. The other thing about fear is just like we talked about the definition, we are passed down these programs, fears that may not even be yours. You grew up possibly with a worrywart mother or a fearful father, or they in, infuse their fears into you. And I encourage you at this time in your life, if you're listening to this, to really ask yourself, is that mine? Is that something to really be afraid of? So fear as your guide is such an important, important thing to embrace the messenger of fear. And you know, fear back in the day was a really important thing. It was bringing us information. And when I say back in the day, I literally mean, you know, caveman and primitive times. Fear was a warning. It was an energy that came up and rose up in us as a danger sign. And it's important that we listen to each of these vibrations and energies and learn how to move through them, but not fear, fear. It's time for Ask Lisa. So as I mentioned, we're going to have an extended Ask Lisa. So I'm going to be covering really powerful, amazing questions that were written in from different people from different parts of the world. And I'm so honored. It really took a minute for me to sit with these and answer them for myself. And a few things really showed up. So we're going to dive right into question number one from Patrice. How do I overcome the fear that leads to procrastination and stuck? Wow. Well, the first thing that came to me when I read this question which is another question that I'm gonna talk about, also had the same thread, which is this idea of overcoming or stopping fear. I don't think that we overcome it or we can stop it. I think that we develop a relationship with it so that we know how to work with it. We are in co-creation with the different parts of us. And to overcome it means that there is a there, that you've, you've beaten it. And fear will always be here. So 
With this question of how do I overcome the fear that leads to procrastination and stuck, I think the key words here is that it sounds like you're trying to do something, Patrice. You know, you're trying to get something done. So my answer to this question is, I would suggest creating small doable steps, ones that set you up for success. You know, procrastination and stuckness usually show up when we're trying to take on too much at once or we have such a big plan that we can't see the finish line. And you'll hear me say over and over again in any of the work that I do that it's all about starting and realizing that if you are procrastinating or you do feel stuck, that fear is your edge of expansion and that it's your responsibility to partner with it and to realize, like I said earlier, that it's the gatekeeper to your next level. And if there's one thing I can really impart here on this whole concept of fear, it's to expect it. I think the more you can expect it, the more you're going to be willing to work with it. So this leads me to the second question. How do I stop my fear in its tracks before it completely takes over and gets out of hand? Whew, that's a good one. That's, that's from Mindy. And again, this concept of stopping fear. You know, I do think that we have the ability to navigate our mind and to reroute. So maybe when you say stop, what I'm hearing is you're able to hear when the fear is coming up and then learn what to do with it. So I like this concept of don't feed into it, but lean into it. So if you feed into fear, it means you've let it, you're going to let it run its tracks all over you. It's going to win. But if you lean into it, you are deciding to work with it. You see that it's there and you are ready to move through it. So Mindy, lean in, don't feed it. All right. This one got me thinking for a second here, okay? This next question, I have to admit, I had to really dig deep inside my own brain on this one. (laughs) So this question's from Glenda, question number three. How can someone distinguish between fear and intuition? First thing that comes up is, for me, intuition is your ability to read all your emotions. So I don't necessarily see fear and intuition being equals in this in this way. So your intuition is something that you build, you tap into it and you learn to grow it like a muscle. And to grow it, you are paying attention to the constant cycle of your inner world and your outer world and the information gathering and the way that you are interacting with your environment. So when fear shows up, it's really asking for your attention. Intuition is about learning to read that attention, knowing what to do with it, and to realize that fear has a job in your life. It's a warning sign. It's, like I said earlier, it's bringing you to an edge of expansion. It's an intuitive messenger. All your emotions actually have intuition built into it. They are your body's navigation system. They're a part of a system that the more you can read your emotions, the more you are in control. And you know, the whole tagline of my company is be the creator of your life. And being the creator of your life is learning how to navigate your mind. And how to navigate your mind is also about learning to read your emotions. 
So the more you're, you, you hone in on your intuition, the easier it's going to be to move through all your fears and the rest of your emotions as they show up. Because it's not that we have these emotions or even that these emotions hold us back or push us down. The goal here is to not that we've fallen down, but how quickly we can get back up. And that's the honing in of your intuition. So I hope that's helpful, Glenda. Got me thinking on that one. Thank you. All right. This next question from Gisela is, are there different types of fear? Ooh, I love this question. So as I shared in my story, I personally experienced the fear of failing and the fear of succeeding. So those are two types there. And then we also talked a little bit about the spectrums of fear. So there's like kind of the baby fears that we might go through on a daily basis. Um, story quickly is coming to me right now where in Mexico I was doing like some diving in the cenote and there was three levels of the diving platforms. And the first one I was like, yeah, no problem. The second one I got up there and I was like, okay, I feel, I'm feeling the fear. I'm definitely feeling the fear. Actually went up to the third one. I was like, hells no. So that was a moment where I could almost feel fear talking to me. And I did jump off of the second platform and it was exhilarating and it was crazy. (laughs) So the spectrum is real. And I think, you know, learning how to play with that edge in your life and push right to that edge and see what you're capable of. You know, you really surprise yourself. And then the other type, which we also kind of covered in a different part of this episode is the question of is that mine you know the fears that were passed down to you so that's a few of the different kinds of fear and I would love to hear if you have more fear styles that you'd like to share with me please do I'm always looking to learn more so here's another question I got and I absolutely love this one so does fear always have to be negative and this is from Barbara I love that and you know As we were reviewing the definition and learning that we are almost programmed to think that fear is negative, that we don't even question the fact that what could it be? Could it be positive? And as you've heard me already talk about adopting this idea that fear is my guide and it's the flashlight and it's helping me navigate my life and it's no longer something that is attached to failure. It's actually something that helps me move forward. And so in my life, fear is a positive thing. Fear is something that I have decided to develop a relationship with. So it is more about how do I move through this fear, knowing that the fear is going to lead me to what I want in my life next. I hope that's helpful, Barbara. And the last question from Liz, she says, I'm curious why fear seems to be only about taking action on things I'm passionate about. Why is there no fear on my boring job, only on my entrepreneurial journey? Is fear a roadblock to joy or a signpost to growth? Wow, you said it right there. Is it a roadblock or a signpost? Well, back to the quote, it's really gonna be your choice. Do you wanna see fear? as a roadblock or do you want to see it as a signpost and as for why does it only show up with what you're passionate about I think that when we're passionate about something we personally care about it and then that starts to activate the self-doubt the concept of right and wrong as if we're going to make a mistake 
But if we come back to fear as that gatekeeper for our expansion, it's always showing up at the edge of change, at the edge of the next level, at the edge of expansion, then fear is always a signpost for growth. Fear is always there to make you stop and just take a deep breath and choose to lean in. Ask Lisa. Send your questions to Lisa Meta at metamorphize.com. So I want to give you one of my favorite hacks for fear-based living. If you find yourself in a fear moment in life, if you're feeling overwhelmed with decisions, which is usually when fear shows up, one of my favorite questions that I ask myself to pull myself out of the moment, of the swirling that fear can do to us, is you just stop and you say, what are my options in this moment? Such a powerful, simple question. But fear has its way of just interrupting the way we can rationally think about things. So if you can pull out to a neutral position and just lay out all your options and just be strategic about your decision, can really, really make a difference in how you feel, how quickly you move forward, and making fear your guide. So that's all I got for fear. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This has been really fun to dig into fear and understand the difference between fear and intuition and how to make fear your guide. Let me know if you have any other questions. So I'm super excited about next time. The episode is going to be on visualizing. Yes, after we bust through fear, it's time to visualize. All right, everyone. Happy manifesting. Lisa out. Design for Living with Lisa Meta on jasoncharles.net. Going through some changes. Going through some changes. jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep.